Do you and your friends have really good conversations? Do you guys talk about making a podcast after every good combo? Well, this is your sign to go ahead and make that podcast. Spotify is a platform that makes it so easy to make your podcast. You can even earn money. And in this economy, multiple streams of income is the goal. Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter how much equipment you have, as long as you have a phone and internet, you can start creating today. Once you start creating, you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Hey guys, my name is Danasia. And my name is Faith. Welcome back to season three of Type A Black Girls. We're discussing all things adulting, living in new cities, working our first big girl jobs, and of course, all things that come with being Type A Black Girls. We hope you enjoy. What's up, guys? How you doing? Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the podcast. Another Friday. Damn. Another day, another dollar. Okay. Quick dollars. <laughs> dollars. Plus dollars. But dollars Cash nonetheless. Plus interest. Uh, if you're new here, Rose is something that happened so good in your day slash week. Lovely. Blood is something that you're looking forward to. And Thorn is something that just really irked you, got on your nerves. Something bad that happened in your week. So, mom, what's yep. your RBT? So, for me, um, my bud, I mean, my rose. Um, girl, I don't know how I finessed my way into this event. But I went to this event called Vogue Forces of Fashion. Love. If you were on my, if you, you saw my story. Girl, why was I 15 feet away from Pharrell? Insane. Watching him talk. Watching him talk. It was basically like this huge showcase of like, all these designers and artists just talking about their life in fashion, where, where they see fashion going, all these good things, right? And everyone in the audience, including me, was just like watching it all. But everyone else besides me was either an up-and-coming model, they want to be a photographer, they want to be a oh, rapper. Wow. Like, everyone was like, oh, what, what agency are you? Da, da, da. Girl, literally I'm all here for, I'm here for fun yeah all, all creative people and they were there for like more networking I mean I was too it was nice to network with them but they're not in, they're not in finance so it wasn't yeah. like you know mm-hmm. um so it was just really interesting because they're all trying to get jobs at Vogue and I'm just here to see Gigi Hadid like that was really what I it was mm-hmm. um and I was literally this close to Anna Wintour like so, like like oh, saw the my, I saw that. Me. I was freaking out and her bob <laughs> is definitely that blunt in person like whoa what's your name bob they calling you bob Bob. yeah yeah she was bobbing and Mm. at lunch i ended up sitting next to didn't know who she was (laughs) (laughs) sitting next to the lady who's like the head of vogue runway so whenever there's like shows and stuff that vogue is a part of she's the last call she's she gets like the final thing what? And everyone at the table was like itching to talk to her. And I'm sitting here talking to her about her kids. She's like, oh, yeah, you know, she's this age and he doesn't want to go to the industry. And I didn't even know who I was talking with. Should have it up with this lady. Didn't even know. Picking up my salad because it wasn't that good. Like, mm. it was really just a humbling moment because I, I was like, I'm not even really supposed to be here. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, it worked out. <laughs> and I finessed my ticket for $100. Love. Why did I go online and the actual GA was. 3k three thousand dollars for general admission starting that's not even including if you wanted vip or any extra perks what and i got very very lucky with the email list that i was on and i checked my email just in time ended up being one of the first 100 people that got access to like whatever the hundred dollar ticket was i was still ga but it was a special like pass and yeah 
ended up there. And everyone was like, oh, girl, did your job pick you up? No. Gina no. hooked me up. Screaming. <laughs> Got lucky. So then I met all these, like, Black creatives there. It was so much fun. And they put me in contact with other people. And they're like, okay, there's events like this all the time. We're going to create a group chat and just keep them going. We're just going to keep on notifying oh, wow. each other whenever stuff like this comes up. So now I feel like I'm kind of in a little circle. And it's giving yeah. it's giving Step in the City Gotham Girl vibes, which is what I came Love. for. Yeah. So that's my that's my road. This has been it's been amazing. That was a great road. My bud, yeah, no, it was so fun. Um, and Iman was there, the model. Oh my goodness. Yes, that woman's like in her seventies and looked better than every other person there. Oh wow. Insane. Um, but anyway, so my bud is that okay, so the apartment complex I'm in, like, you can't really decorate because it's an apartment complex, but I feel like I can hang lights on the roof or nothing. Mm-hmm. But what I can do is decorate my door and the door that I was going to like the door wreath I was going to get. So tell me why I go upstairs and I'm walking to my apartment and why my neighbor got the one I got. Mm. Cause she put hers up out of everyone. I was at home goods. <laughs> you got that one. So now I can't put mine up. Cause now it's like, I'm copying her. You know, she's going to think like, Oh, she put the same wreath. You know, like you're, you know, like, you know how girls are. You know how you know how people can be sometimes. I wouldn't have yeah. an issue with it. Like, oh, girl, twinsies. But some yeah, people literally. can be weird. And mm-hmm. I had met her like that. So I don't want to be weird. So now I got to go back to Home Goods and I got to get a better wreath because I'm determined uh. to have the best wreath on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I saw a little, what one guy on your floor had like a, like a clown and it scared me every single time I saw it. It scares me too because he changes the position of it every day. <laughs> I'll walk and literally like, It'll be it'll be with the, the clown with his hands up, and I'm like, who moved it? <laughs> I never see him change it out. I just walk outside every day, and it's something new. Um, and then my thorn is that I have a slight scrape on my knee, and it's because I fell last oh, this past weekend uh, on the concrete. But there's a reason why I fell. So oh. me and my friends was we were like bar hopping um, downtown, and one thing about me, I'm gonna get a free drink. Mm-hmm. By any means necessary. So yeah. the guys that we have found to like get us free drinks all night. Um, at the end of the night, they was like, "Hey, what y'all trying to do? What y'all trying uh-huh. to?" You know that point. You know that point. Free man. Night, where yeah. all the guys is like, "Okay, we gonna buy you drinks all night." I got her. She got. Yeah. She. You know they call and did. They chopping mm-hmm. it up. We was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go ahead and like." You have, they had to check out the bill. So they're like, "Okay, just stay right here. We'll be right back." Never booked it out there so <gasps> quick. Literally it did the hundred meter dash out of that bar and, mm. and ran. And we I, I don't even know if it was correct because I was a little I was a little intoxicated, but I'm pretty sure I saw them see us leave on the way out the door. And we ran fast. We ran like three blocks. I tripped and fell and scraped and like scraped my knee and but got right back up and kept running because if they behind us, we got a mission. We gotta go. There is no stopping. Literally was out of breath, laughing. Just it was. I mean, overall, it was a great time. I was, yeah. you know, I, I didn't feel it anyway. But yeah, still, I woke up like I woke up like, what's his bruise, bro? If you, I obviously y'all can't see me because this isn't a video podcast, but my mouth has been open that entire time. Because the thing is, these rose button thorns are kind of like our updates to each other. Yeah, she didn't know none of this. None. 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 <laughs> Cause, yeah, cause when we, so like, it's been when crazy. We, when we mess each other, it's really like type of black girl stuff or like maybe like a little update here and there but like we really don't be updating except for like the hour before we record and then sometimes we'd be saving stuff so we can get each other's reactions yeah 
Yeah. So yeah. now I'm like, we can't even go back to that bar because let's say they're frequents, they see us. Now it's like, I feel like I owe them money, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm not doing it. Oh, I'm something. Oh, I'm something <laughs> that I'm not giving. So <laughs> I'm leaving you for Listen, thanks for the lemon drops, but that's about it. Um, I want to taste one. That it's that. good, girl. Okay. A lemon drop and get an amaretta sour. That's my go-to order. Amaretta okay. sours are top tier, amazing. You can't go wrong. That one an apérol spritz. Yes, an apérol <laughs> or a fugo spritz. If they if they sell spritzes, yes, okay. yeah, those I'm drinks taking, will, will never fail you. I'm so excited because all the all my favorite British YouTubers always give apérol spritz, and I'm like, yeah, I want to be British, so. Yeah, no, I get it everywhere I go if they have it. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. But what's yours, moms? What's life been, okay. been, been doing? Um, okay, so if you guys follow me on Instagram, um, you know, I be posting. I, I mean, especially my close friend girlies, but like especially, um, depend on the day. I be posting, <laughs> and y'all know that my boyfriend's birthday is coming up because I would do a countdown every single day since like the month and a half I've been doing it. Um, so my boyfriend's birthday is tomorrow. Very excited. That's my rose. Um, and another rose. It, oh, and I've been doing like every day leading up to his birthday for a week. I've been giving him gifts. And he's like, he, he literally, he said today, he's like, wow, I'm so spoiled. I'm like, yeah, Aww. yeah. That's girlfriend of war vibes. Hey, um, true love, bro. True Let love. Let me tell you. Real. Okay? Hard to find. Hard to find. Okay. And um, so another rose. I have a few because it's been a great, it's been a great, a grand time. Um, I basically just put on like the doc, I'm known. So Danae didn't know what's going on. But basically two things. One, I hit a million views on TikTok, which is crazy because it's crazy. Mom, mom, it was on the stupidest TikTok. Because the thing is, I thought about posting on the story, but I was like, no, let me post it on, uh, on TikTok. And then like a week later, it started gaining traction. And I'm like, oh, okay, weird, but okay. A million on, a come on now. That's insane. A million feeds is crazy. Literally. And mom's like, literally the, People are just insane. I'll just if you if you want to see, go on the Faith Track TikTok and you'll know exactly what TikTok I'm talking about. But um, yeah, so that TikTok ended up having me be known because my two best friend coworkers, like those are my dogs for real, Winston and India, um, they were chopping it up and there was food for the, all the supply chain workers. So everybody was sitting down and like this lady was like, "Oh, you guys sit sit next to these guys," and it just happened that everybody was black and. Why Winston gonna say? Is it because we're black? Nah. <gasps> why would you say that? <laughs> it's true. It's true. But why would you say that? <laughs> and she's like, "Oh my gosh, no, I'm no, I'm sorry." And so, I, but I don't think she was black too. But still, you know, it could be HR thing, no matter. But basically, they all sat down, started chopping it up, and India was like, "Oh yeah, my friend Faith." Da, da, da. And I'm like, "Oh, period." And she's like, "Faith Craig, one of the <gasps> people that India met." And she was like, "Uh, yeah." And she's like. Oh, I literally just saw her TikTok talking about her boyfriend. Oh, what? my God. What? Now she with Lola both famous. Bro, literally, literally. Because, you know, as, bro, and side note, some people are just dumb. They literally were thinking Paul was my boyfriend. If you just slid down one more, one more row, you would see that Paul is not my boyfriend. That took me out. Basically, Paul is our, is our, is our mutual friend that yeah. we've known from DECA. And he's gay. So everyone in the comments was like, hey, we think bro is gay. Yeah. His <laughs> name was like our boyfriend. <laughs> like, little, I was like, little... first of all, I started I started to almost clap back at a few comments because I'm like, not too much on my friends. Y'all yeah. getting a little too, a little bit too much of a comment in these comments. 
a little too cozy in these comments now. Watch who you're talking to, first and foremost. Second of all, let's do some some one plus one equals two. Come on, man. Go to my Instagram, bro. They're not gonna do all that work. Or just no, some of them I've been gaining gaining Instagram followers too. But and then some of them because my Instagram is linked to my TikTok. But also scroll down and you'll see Lola on one of the thumbnails. Come on, yeah, crazy. So yeah, um, and another rose is Lola got me a new phone. Basically, my alarm. Our alarms kind of go off at the same time, and um, he woke me up and handed me two phones, and I'm like, "Sweet, you gave me your phone." And he was like, <laughs> "No, last night." Not Kevin night. Gates. <laughs> Honestly, this is a pro to like being like very honest with your significant other because like, imagine waking up and like you like had something hidden, and he's like, "Oh, I transferred everything from your phone to to the new phone." Imagine. Oh my gosh, the fear. Yeah. I was like, the oh my fear. gosh, sweets. And I don't even have nothing to hide, and I'd be nervous. Not gonna hold you. Yeah. yeah. So um, I was like, wow, dang, we we really in this for life because, I mean, I don't, I really is, it, I don't got nothing to hide, but still, like, dang. He's like, yeah, I stayed up all night, not all night, but I stayed up after you went to sleep, like transferring everything. I'm like, wow, that's me. And then he went right back to sleep. Like he was like, oh no, no problem, and then sleep. Like, no, this is big. <laughs> Black men in STEM. Black men in STEM for real. Um, and then my thorn girl, no, my bud girl. I'm trying out a new perm mod set, so I'm fingers crossed because this is the um hair for Lola's birthday dinner. So we will see. Um, mm. and thorn, yeah, we'll see. Speaking of natural hair, I might have to be have a real natural birthday because I might be somewhere tropical and I might. Dr- I literally might scream because here's the thing: Hope was supposed to come. Do my hair. I was gonna book her ticket, and so just she's very she's not type A. She's very type P. Okay, and I was like, hey, like, can you make this day? Do you have any clients? Can you make this day before I book this flight? I don't like wasting money. She's like, oh, I'm doing something for like she's she's doing something big, okay, and they haven't really given given her specific date. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not gonna buy it. I might come the week of my birthday. But then with Christmas coming around, I don't want to take any unnecessary flights. Mm. And so I'm just like, you know what? I might have to bite the bullet and just like, I don't even know. Just You might have to find, there's got to be, there has got to be well, a good braider in North Carolina. Well, here's the thing. I don't want to spend that braid in money, especially with Christmas coming up. And the plans that I have for Christmas is giving, we got food at home. We're saving vibes. So it's just like, mm, I think I'm okay. Not a, I think I'm. A, it's just the convenience is great. That's really what it is. It's convenient. Yeah. It looks so nice in pictures. You know what your hair is gonna look like. There's no fear. There's fear when I put these perm rods in my head because I've had <clears throat> many a uh, Shirley Temple vibes. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So um, I'm spoiling. Long story short, I'm spoiling Lola for his birthday, and I know he's gonna quadruple what I'm doing. So. Living La Vida Loca, for real. Um, Period. Yeah. But let's go ahead and get started. Let's dive into the episode. Okay. So, as I can tell by the title, this episode is about standing up for yourself. And we really wanted to touch on this because we feel like it can be very hard to stand up for yourself. And that, I think, has a lot of meanings, too. But especially as Black women, it's just very hard to stand up for yourself without coming off as, like, overly aggressive. Especially if you feel disrespected and you're triggered and you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, now I'm mad. Yeah. It's a constant battle of not wanting to be rude and aggressive. And then realizing that sometimes some people need that 
Because sometimes I'd be like, you need to be yelled at. I need to cut yeah. you out. There's yeah. just no other option but for me to cut you out, you know? Yeah. So um, when people try to tear you down or disrespect you, it's hard to realize the line, I guess, of mm-hmm. still keeping it cute, but also and putting somebody in their place respectfully. Or sometimes disrespectfully. Whatever respectfully. works. Depending on who it is, honestly. Depending on who it is, the circumstance, and what's at stake. Can I lose my job here? Am I going to get locked up? We don't know. Locked up is crazy. Locked up is crazy. (laughs) Because what do we look like going to jail? I'm not ready. I'm not ready. They're going to eat me alive. Moms. Then again, I I might just fit in. They're going to be like, yeah, little shoddy, we like your vibe. No, that's a little bit. Moms, I promise (laughs) you, when I... Bro, if you watch Abbott Elementary, why was this girl making? <laughs> she was making noodles from a recipe that her cousin in jail gave her. She she was she had a cup of noodles. She was crunching up chicharrones and putting peanut butter. In. <laughs> Not sweetie, cause you know that girl be eating crazy. Every time I see her like, eat, she's like a raccoon. No, literally, I'm like you literally. are too pretty to be eating that. <laughs> hey, it goes straight but, to her booty. But, listen, okay, hey. oh hey, um. Let's start off with asking Faith, um, what's been your personal approach to standing up for yourself? How do you usually handle that? Is it uncomfortable for you? Does it come natural? Are you quick to pop off or are you hesitant? Um, so it's extremely uncomfy. I've noticed that I I set boundaries that aren't really needed for people that like that are nice to me, but for the people that are rude to me, I will let you walk all over me many a times. Mm. many a times and it's like faith like you should be comfortable with this person like I feel like with the people that are easy to you know relate to and hang out with and things like that like it's easier to set those boundaries that may not even be needed because they're a bit easier to walk over mm-hmm. you know yeah um, and that was a that was a big thing in the beginning of relationship because Lola was so sweet to me I was just like like when when is this when is this going to be over like I need to set boundaries now, and he's like, "You don't have to, you don't have to raise your voice. It's mm. okay, you don't have to." And I'm like, "Oh, got me there." But to my to like my friends that would like, you know, not invite me to things, uh, friends giving things like that, I would just sweep it under the rug. Um, mm. And I think it's because I'm a people pleaser, and I'm a people pleaser to the people that don't need to be pleased, shouldn't yeah. need, should shouldn't be pleased, and I'm a people pleaser to the core. Um, and then family-wise, I think speaking up for yourself, not I think, speaking up for yourself is talking back. And if I didn't want to get hit or grounded or a combo of both, I was going to be quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just suppress whatever I wanted to say and then just took a nap. And now that's my coping ne- mechanism. Mm, yeah. What about you, moms? No, I was very, I would say I've grown more comfortable with it as I've gotten older. But as a kid, I was very, very, very uncomfortable with it. But just because yeah. I hate rocking the boat, I hate being like the center of a confrontation, mm-hmm. and I just I don't really enjoy confrontation in general. Like some people okay. get a rush from from like confronting people. Um, I like to I like directness. I will say that I do like directness. I do like to just be told straight up. But I don't like it when it's like you don't really know where you stand with someone or it's confrontation mm. like that. So I'd yeah. rather just like kind of sweep it under the rug, like you said, or ignore it than address it sometimes. And I'm really trying mm-hmm. to work on myself with that because it doesn't mean that my feelings just go away. It just becomes like built up, you know, like that's how yeah. you get animosity is when you sweep it under the rug. Ooh. And <sighs> it's there. That's and it's good. there. It don't, it don't mm-hmm. go away. Energy is yeah. not dead, you know? Um, mm-hmm. 
so yeah, I just have a problem getting it out. And I also have to watch my mouth because I just never know what's going to come out when I'm pissed off. And I know words can cut deep. So I just, I just (laughs) choose to stay quiet because if I say something, it's not going to be pretty Mm -hmm. and it's going to come off way harsher than I probably intended to. Um, and growing up, yeah, like talking back or standing up for yourself, quote unquote, didn't exist because you in my house is how my parents. Yeah. You can't stand up for me when I'm in your house, when I'm in, you're in my house. Yeah. 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 You're in my house. I'm paying the bills and I'm putting food and clothes on you. So Mm -hmm. what you got to complain about? What are you complaining about? Literally all your basic needs are met. What are you complaining about? So Mm -hmm. now that doesn't mean I still didn't try it, but it definitely did set the standard where I was like, no, like there is no standing up for yourself. No, you don't have any room to stand. Um, yeah. So that's kind of our context of before we dive in, truly, mm-hmm. you guys can see what our approach has been and how we've been raised and what we usually do. Um, but let's kind of dive into different aspects of our life and how we stand up for ourselves in that way. So family wise for you, Faith, um, can you just talk a little bit about how you usually do handle issues in your family? So it's, I de- this has to be kind of like a twofer because it's like, my dad's side of the family, my mom's side of the family, very, very different upbringings for sure. I'll just say that I'm, I'm glad that I only spend a few weekends a month at my dad's house. Cause I don't know what kind of person I would be. I would feel like, I feel like I'd be a way more judgmental person if I did stay at my dad's for like weeks at a time. I don't think that would, would have been good for my personal growth, especially as an adolescent. Um, but for and my mom's side, it was very. I, I, you really just need you need background for this. On my mom's side, I'm a pastor's kid on both sides. On my mom's side and my dad's side. Mm-hmm. Um, but my grandpa used to have a mega church, and so it was very church and still is very church centered. Very Jesus, you know, like, like yeah. every every <laughs> Sunday, Wednesday, and Tuesday, we would be in at least a few services. Some Spanish services. We would always have Sunday dinner. The whole nine, okay? Yeah. Um, but I I never really had a, a reason to stand up to my family as a whole, you know, like to take my stand. Because it was just like, all right, y'all think what y'all want to think. I'm going to take a nap or I'm, I'm just going to be quiet because realistically, it, it really don't matter that much. But um, it came a time sometime last year around Thanksgiving. Um, and it was... I'm not going to say too much because it's still like family business, but it was over a very Christian household controversial topic. Um, mm. and it was really giving pick sides to show who you're loyal to. And I had never had a time to take my stand. They kind of feel like Hunger Games or something yeah. very dystopian. Right? I never had to do it, but it was like, you have to pick a side. There, there's no neutral right now. Mm-hmm. It's, either, it's either white or black. Um, and the whole showing who you're loyal to, I picked my cousin's side, and that was the first time I ever disobeyed my grandparents. And it felt so wrong. Mm. It felt absolutely wrong because they gave me and my sisters a home with my mom when, like, times were rough several times during my childhood. Um, they gave us great Christmases. They, they were just always a helping hand, as gra- grandparents are and always should be. Um, but I just felt like, it was over my head. And when I ended up not picking the old head side, it just felt like very betraying vibes, you know? Yeah. Um, but there's this thing, like 
I don't know. There's just there's just some things that old heads can't get behind that my entire cousin generation did. And it was kind of just like a the older the old heads versus the young heads. That's really what it right. was. Um and yeah, that was just hard. It, let's just say it was a very cousin centric Thanksgiving. And basically like if you don't pick my side, you can't come to my Thanksgiving. And it like it was just so crazy. Um now on my dad's side, um, love my dad's side is they're just a bit judgmental. That's really what it is. Um, I feel like dad's sides get a bad rep and I don't think they're really helping. Um, <laughs> they, I feel like they do have some good qualities, but it, it was very much cry when I was like in the car before my dad came so that hopefully he wouldn't pick me up for the weekend. But like it was court ordered. He had to pick me up. um but on my dad's side the standing my standing up abilities are a little none because they're really good at gaslighting um and making it seem like my opinion is null compared to theirs like because Mm -hmm. they have years on me anything I say like that they disagree with is like no like literally why would you ever bring that up like for example bro I brought up that I was my plan was to move in with Lola before we got married I'm already knowing. The way my dad was bringing up Bible quotes and saying, like, if you, like, you might as well stop giving tithes because obviously you want your life to go to trash, basically. And I'm like, that's a crazy thing to say. Yeah. Because what were you doing at my age? Let, how many kids did you have? Oh, okay. Not so, let's rewind the clock. Let's re- like, let's, let's take a step in your 20 year old shoes like let's do it if we're gonna do it let's do it if we're gonna bring things to the table let's bring things to the table right and and pups and listen chairs too and that's really what it is when you have to stand up for yourself with family it's like how do i respectfully stand up for myself and demand not not demand respect but also i think you get to a certain age when you're older especially when you're grown out the house where it's like, I'm not going to give respect where respect isn't shown back. And that's okay, a very, so very hard thing to do with family. But sometimes and- uh, <sighs> it's so, it's such a iffy, iffy area. Cause it's like, do I deserve this respect as a, as a child in their eyes? Or am I grown yeah. enough to have those conversations where it's like, even though I'm only 22, I still feel like I need to have some type of respect. Well, here's the thing. So, to the end of that story when like I said they're very good at gaslighting and like my dad could my my dad could tell me that the sky is red and give me just like really good background information I'm like okay you got me there like my dad's very good at getting his own way he's a very good speaker I'll say that and so um I shut down like my my coping mechanism is shutting down and so mm-hmm. when they were just like oh and literally my, my grandpa over there talking about mm-hmm. yeah yeah what the bible said okay so it's a ganging up thing you know and it yeah and it was like dang like here I am 20 maybe 21 and and the thing thing is it slipped I didn't mean to say it because I already knew how it was gonna be I already knew yeah like you know and it's like seeing us shacking up and stuff and I was like well financially he's like well you're gonna make this much he started pocket watching you're gonna make this much he's gonna make that much you guys can have different apartments what sense is that making with this inflation world in this economy economy? thank you and so i ended up just shutting down and i was like you know what dad you're right yeah sometimes that's the easiest option 
it moms there was no way i was getting there because i started like when i when i get when i get frustrated i get really choked up there was no way i was getting out of that conversation with not crying and unless i just said you know what you're right because nothing i'm going to say is going to convince you that to think of the shoes you were in Mm -hmm. when you were my age right you didn't even know how to shop for cereal when you went grocery shopping, all you did was buy five packs of cereal. The, and you, you used your whole paycheck on the groceries. We're not the same. <laughs> I, I ordered my groceries on, on Walmart.com. On not app. Instacart. Like, it, okay. So it's, it's hard because on my dad's side, I still haven't got to it. Um, but, yeah, that, that's kind of me. What, what about you, moms? Melissa, you really hit it right on the head. I think standing up for yourself quote-unquote in family is just rough especially in a black family because it's like ugh, like where i'm not i'm not grown yet or even if you yeah. are grown unless i feel like grown in a black family is like you one pay your own bills and two you either married or got kids that's the that's point it. where it's like yeah. you got your own household that you're managing now it's mm-hmm. like you can you can speak on how you feel and not have that like weirdness about it but I think like this weird age of us being in our early 20s, just now having our own places or just now moving to new cities and stuff. It's like we're mm-hmm. still grown-ish, even though we pay yeah. our own bills now. If that we part. did say something and and it was considered disrespectful, or even if you are standing up for yourself, it's considered disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And you just don't really know how to handle that because yeah. they've seen you as a kid your whole life. And that doesn't change just because now all of a sudden you moved out. So. Mm-hmm. I kind of went through the same thing. And I think it kind of started when I was in college because I was still at home. So it was this weird age where it's like, I'm, I'm 18 now. I'm doing 18-year-old things. And I don't want to be considered a kid anymore. I know I still mm-hmm. am, but I don't want to be treated like one. And yeah. when you're in under somebody else's roof, you don't really get that luxury. So it really mm-hmm. I think it came out the most with like, for the most part, I mean, I have sense. Like, I know what I can and can't do. And at mm-hmm. one point, I kind of gave up too. Like you said, like, if you're arguing with with some old heads in your family about a controversial Christian topic, because I've had a, several of those conversations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's certain points you just have to realize you're not going to win that conversation. How someone feels is how someone feels. You guys just have Inhibitive. to agree to disagree. You're not going to mm-hmm. change somebody's mind. And I think I had to realize that very early on that, like, no matter what I say, it comes down to that person already had their mind made up before you even have the conversation with them. Yeah. And they for sure not listening to no 18-year-old in college. If they sure are in well in their 50s. They're like, girl, I yeah. lived a long life before you was even born. You're I not going to come you. over here and tell me exactly, precisely. Mm-hmm. And I think especially in a black family, without that age factor, there's a lot of things you say that just might not be taken seriously. Because at the end of the day, yeah. you're only 20. You're only 21. Mm-hmm. What do you know? I think that's just a general family thing. Yeah. But back to my story about being 18, um, it came up because I didn't want to, like, like we said in the 18, the 18 video um, or podcast last week, Dear 18-Year-Old Me, I wanted to be very much naked. Not saying mm-hmm. I was going to walk around in a thong, but I didn't want to dress conservative, <laughs> kind of how I'd been dressing out all throughout college and, I mean, high school and middle school. And my yeah. family, too, is a very conservative, re- religiously, not conservative mm-hmm. politically, but conservative <laughs> Draw that line. Gotta be, um, yeah. Listen, gotta draw it. Distinction. Um, yeah, like my mom's side, very much in the church. My dad's side, very much in the church. Singing mm-hmm. every Sunday type vibe. So yeah. 
wanting to wear something that wasn't as conservative as I was used to wearing back in high school was kind of like a shock. And it's yeah. like, what you got on? You're mm-hmm. leaving the house like that type of vibe? In reality, it was oh, a crop okay. top. Yeah. But it's like, it's a shock. <laughs> you know, the item in question was a crop top. But yeah. it's still hard to get over that hump. And I just have to kind of realize that until I'm out on my own, I really just got to suffer through this. And yeah. it's kind of just the reality I had to come to terms with. But my approach now is just realizing that there's battles you can win and there's battles that you can't. Mm-hmm. And especially with older family members, there's just some arguments you're not going to win. You're not. And until you are out on your own with kids and a husband there's really not a chance that you're going to be able to be regarded on the same level as someone that's like senior than you. And that's valid. Mm -hmm. Like that's just how life works. Um, So standing up for yourself, I think it's easier when you're with siblings or cousins your age. I think the dynamics are different because Mm -hmm. you're not about to talk to me crazy and you 16 and I'm 20, but my sister or anything like that. Not to say we would have Mm -hmm. that many arguments like that, but yeah, it's much easier. I think to stand up for yourself or to draw those boundaries with, family your age rather than someone that's like a grandparent and well into their 70s like it's just not gonna happen and frankly I felt uncomfortable trying to disagree or say something that wasn't yes ma'am or yes grandma or no Mm -hmm. like you know like besides basic conversation there was really nothing that I was trying to argue with my grandparents about because for what like that's great what you know like yeah yeah. There was really no it's, reason for that. And I felt uncomfortable, very much uncomfortable doing, doing that. And even with my parents, I felt very uncomfortable doing that. So it became to the point, unless they're outright disrespecting me, which never happened like that, yeah. what's the point? Yeah. And for me, in that moment when my dad was like, just on my head with scriptures and vibes like that, um, in my head, I just said, Faith, you have to just be quiet. And you just have to mm-hmm. agree with him because that's what he wants to hear. At the end of the day, you know what you're going to do. Okay. Yeah. So just go ahead and agree because that's what he wants to hear. And at the, end, at the end of the day, he don't provide nothing for you. It hasn't for a while. Mm. So I, I need you to just be quiet. Yep. Listen, act like he, he's going. you're going to do what he wants. And you're, you can go from there because at the end of the day, you have, how many bills does he pay? Zero. How many rent does he pay? Zero. Okay. Well, I, I mean, we. I think we know the answer. And to to top everything off, um, because it, it's kind of like what they say goes. Um, it, uh, it this approach has kind of put a strain on me and my cousins' relationships, and they're so young, and it's like hard. Mm, but I, I yeah. gotta put me first. And my way of speaking up in air quotes is just not calling. And I know it's very big in the black community. Is like. Like you, the work, the phone work works both ways. My dad actually said that when I was young, which is a crazy thing to say to a set like eight year old. But <laughs> I know the phone works both ways, and that's why you shouldn't be tripping if I don't call you because I've called you first so many different times. So my mm. way of coming up is basically not calling. Yeah, and I I really think sometimes that's what it takes. If you're now, we say all this hypothetically, like if you're in a situation where you're at odds with your family and you feel like something happened that was just so disrespectful, you can't even tolerate it. Yeah. I think sometimes the easiest approach is space to just mm-hmm. cut it off for a minute and let it simmer and come back when y'all are able to actually talk about it maturely. Yeah. Because if and you it, say something crazy, it's not mm, going to end up good at all. At all. And I, here's the thing. I just don't want to be subject to like backhanded criticism or opinions of, on things that I think are good at the moment. 
Yeah, or unwanted opinions. Yeah, I don't, I don't want it actually. I just want to see if you were alive and we're good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Where are my cousins at? Okay. They good. Okay. You eating well? Everybody doing okay? Keep it at a bare minimum. Yeah. Bare minimum. Bare minimum. Um, still waiting on that call, but that's neither here nor there. Now, moms, um, what about friends? Uh, give an example of the time you set up for your friends or didn't, and then explain your approach. So for me with friends, not to say that I let everything slide, but I, I definitely see the best in people and I make excuses for people a lot. And I think it's that even part. harder with my friends because we're all goofy, like just a cheeky can all day mm-hmm. long. Not much is serious. So whenever there's like, a joke that's taken too far or something that's said that's just a little bit too crazy. Like, <laughs> you know, we joke all day, but that was a little bit, that was a little bit too yeah. much. Whenever mm-hmm. that happens, it's very, very hard to make that switch from like, okay, girl, like I didn't like that. That I didn't like when you said that. Yeah. That's a very, those, those words are very hard to get out for me. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I always second guess, like, do I need to stand up for myself for that? It wasn't that deep. Like I kind of guessed I gaslight myself out of the seriousness of it. Mm-hmm. And I think the best way to tell if it actually was that deep is if I wake up and I'm still thinking about it, it was that deep. Yeah. Even if I don't want to admit it, my feelings were hurt. And mm-hmm. if it's something that makes me take a step back, like, damn, why'd she say that? Yeah, it's that deep. And it should probably be brought up. But it's very hard to kind of come to terms with that. And I think that whenever I think of instances where I've let things slide, it never really slid. For real, like it just came yeah. up later. Very it came up later. It wasn't. It wasn't ever just something that was like in the dirt, in the mud. Um, mm-hmm. And an example of that is that I had an old friend in college. We is not friends to this day. Thank God, <laughs> she was not a good friend to me. But the time yeah. I didn't know that. Um, and she would always like make jokes about me in school. So like we were, we went to the same school, but we didn't have the same major. We didn't have any classes that intersected. So we was really just like hanging out outside of school type friends. Like we would go to parties okay. together. We'd hang out on the weekends, that type of thing. Um, but you know me, you know, like I take, I took school very serious. I was very much in the books all my life. So mm-hmm. in, even on the weekends, I'd be like, oh girl, I can't do this. I got to study. I got to test on Monday. Or, you know, like school would just always be a huge part of my life. And she would yeah. be like, Oh, here she go again. Look, we got mystery days over here. Oh, she want to be oh Yeah. Every time, like any time I, I would say I have something to do. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, girl, like I got a test on Monday. Yes, that's not going to work. And she'd be like, oh, you know, she already got her doctorate hiding somewhere, y'all. Like, she don't even really need to be. Yes. Mom, that's an insane thing to say. Yes. And I think I let it slide for like the first couple of jokes, first couple of jokes. But the, by, the, by the couple one, by like second or third one, I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> mm-mm. I don't like this. Um, so then one day she said something crazy and I clapped back and I was just like, if this is a cry for help in your GPA, you want me to tutor you, you just let me know. Mm. And now it's, Deja, why would you say that? Why would you say that? I'm like, listen, like, you can't just keep on poking jokes and serving out medicine and be mad when I give it back to you. Like, taste of your yeah. own medicine, for real. Like, now I look crazy because it's mm-hmm. like, where is this aggressive energy coming from? When in reality, like, you've been talking crazy to me this whole time. And now I'm finally saying something about it. So, yeah. whew, child, after that, that's when I learned, like, watch what people joke about with you, for one. Yeah. I think a lot of times 
jokes have truth to them. And I, I don't say that to say you can't no. joke around people. I do that all the time. No, for real. Like, like some jokes have truth. And especially when it's like a repeated thing, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. that's a pressure point for her as to why she's so, so irritated by me wanting to be good at school. Like, what is yeah. that doing for you? You know, mm-hmm. why is that an issue? And yeah. I, for, I, for one, can't control what comes out of my mouth when I'm mad. So that's why that mm-hmm. came out. And yeah. now I just realized that I have to be in the right headspace with friends if I want to speak up about something. Like, I can't mm-hmm. speak out of anger because the friendship is going to end right then and there. Yeah. And it's not going to end up well. So, yeah, I think for one, I just learned that when standing up with your friends, for one, make sure you're in the right headspace when you do talk to them about whatever the issue is. And two, pick up on the signs of what people poke fun at you about. If it's something that really, like, why was she making fun of me for being, for wanting to, like, do good on the test? Yeah. And not in, like, a, oh, girl, was the test good? Like, it wasn't like that. It was, like, in a animosity type way. Like, in a, yeah. in a I'm not poking fun anymore. Like, this is not, it just wasn't it's a fun a joke. It was not a fun joke, and I never laughed. So, it was like, mm. you keep saying yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So, mm. that's what I learned, moms. What did you learn about friends and standing up for yourself? I have, I have a few because initially I only had one, but as you were talking about like the whole friend thing, I was like, oh, time to bring up my friendship breakup again. So, um, you know, I love to talk about it. Um, it's definitely a pressure point for me because that was a rough one to get over. And yeah, child. So anyways, basically we were playing a trip to Mexico and I wasn't the lead planner, which strike number one. Um, and so I, I'm thinking this, you know, was zip line, ATV type of Mexico trip. Mm-hmm. No, it was a get a beachfront condo and read by the beach in tan. Mind you, it makes sense. Cause I was uh, me and one of my other people were on, the only black people, but that's neither here nor there. So I didn't know it was going to be a retirement vacation until maybe two days before. Mm, and I had I, I had already sent my. And you think we're gonna be on zip lines whole time? I'm make I'm making an itinerary. I'm like, okay, this day we can have this matching outfits. Da, da, da. I done, I got I done got dinner outfits, all this stuff, and so I started trying to compromise because they're like, we're not going out at all, and I'm like, oh, uh, that's a little bit crazy because I bought outfits for this. Like, y'all, well, we can do this, this at home, at home, and so basically. What really, I think what the bigger, biggest thing was, they were like, well, it's too dangerous for us to go outside of like the complex. And the, the kicker, the kicker was um, this girl who was, wasn't white, but I think had been around a lot of white people. So she kind of thought she was white. Her dad was white, uh, but she was Colombian. Why she say, well, we're also going to, we need $60 each for groceries. Mind you, it was like six of us for a week. Because she doesn't trust the Mexican meat. All right. Um, um, Girl, stay home. Stay home. I, I said, you know, if it's so dangerous and I can't eat the meat, I don't need to come. Give me my money I don't back. need to go. That was my, and it, I was like, I was biting my fingernails asking for that money back. Because I just felt like, I, I just knew it was going to be the end of an era. And did. You know what this girl did? This girl, I've known her since freshman year of high school. I think this was junior year junior of high school of college she sent me back my money through venmo and you know what the title was what a period mm. see after that i'm like she she cut off yeah so i think my my biggest thing of t- to date for with friends was saying hey i 
I don't want to spend my money on a on a retirement trip. And you guys should have been very clear on what the trip was and not just expect that I knew. Because I feel like they were talking in 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 FaceTime groups without me and just assumed mm. that like I would be okay with it, which absolutely I wasn't. Because why did I buy these outfits? For what? We're not even leaving the, the resort. Where, where are we going? Not even resort, the hotel resort. room. Okay, okay. And so that I'm sure that caused a lot of talk behind my back, but it is what it is. Uh, I low-key have been thinking that I want, like, I wish I could, like, turn a color if people are talking about me. I feel like that would be such a great, mm. like, dystopian novel. That would be such a great. That would like, be like, good. That would be good. But what if you just like, change colors at, like, in a in a meeting? And they're like, Ooh. oh. Or, like, you change a color depending on if it's good or bad. Mm. Like, if it's good, you turn green. If it's bad, you turn red. Sick. Mm. Sick. Sick. Yeah, but I've been, I've been thinking about that because I've been like, who's talking about me? I don't feel like somebody's talking about me. It's just, uh, I'm just, I'm just narcissistic. That's really what it is. But another, <laughs> another one is, um, currently, I think my, not I think, my friends make my life very easy. It's very reciprocal on every single front for all of my friends that I call my friends at the moment. And it's such a great feeling, honestly. Um, but an instance of me, send, another instance of me setting up for myself is setting boundaries on when people could access me. Um, especially starting your job, you can't have people just calling you here and there. And I have, I'm a big FaceTime girly. So honestly, other than Hope, Joy, and my mom, I really had to make sure it was just them. Like it wasn't nobody else. Like I had to make sure that you, she knew that, that our, our constant FaceTime calls kind of have to come to a halt because it, mm. it, I felt like it was a bit too accessible and it kind of started to become more of a trauma dump situation where it wasn't about how are both of us doing. And here's the thing. One of my big, I think successes of, in my friendships is, Let's say Denasia calls me and I have some really intense news, but my news is like a six and her news is a 10. I'm going to hold my news because I know she needs me to be her friend and mm. I'll tell her later. That's yeah. just like, there's no reason for me to bring my level six to your level 10. Cause exactly. now, now I'm trying to one up you like, no, like oh, let's figure out your situation. Let's, let's hear your good news, all that stuff and go from there. And I realized I, I, I want to hear about your life, but I also want you to hear about mine. Yeah, I, like, I have minor inconveniences in the day. I'm sure I have major ones too. And I, just really, realistically, in my life, I need reciprocal relationships. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because I have that, I don't really even have to set boundaries. I don't even have to stand up for myself because it's a mutual respect. Period. The the people in your life now know what you expect already and it's built yeah. into the relationship. You don't have to work for it because it's already there. Yeah. And with friends that like they call you and you didn't you didn't even really get a word in, like mm-hmm. they just dump it all on you. Okay, girl, I'm gonna talk to you later. It's like they I'm not an unpaid therapist. That's I'm gonna be like. here for you. And the thing is that especially when you're so willing to be here for your friends, like I mm-hmm. will ride or die for my friends for real. If they yeah. need me, I might not text back quick. But if you need me <laughs> at the hospital at 12 a.m., girl, I'll be in that waiting be room. You know, mm-hmm. like that's the type of friend I am. So when people don't reciprocate that or they kind of take that, they take that for, what's the word? Take take advantage Granted? of that. Take it okay, for granted yeah. and take advantage for that. It's like, damn, can I even it, stand up for myself here? It's kind of like hard because it kind of becomes a cycle that they're used to. It just kind of becomes the norm. 
So right. they might not even feel like they're, you know. Doing anything wrong. Uh, yeah. And, but unless you stand up for yourself, they're not going to know. Right. But then when you do, it's like, well, girl, I've been doing this. When did you start feeling like this? Like this has been mm-hmm. the, the norm for us for like six months or, or however That's long how y'all been doing this. Yeah. You trauma bonded. Yeah. That's really what it is. Crazy. So, um, yeah. It's definitely hard out here for friends. That's why like when I try to make, I don't even try to make new friends. I, I just, I'm a smiley person. So sometimes acquaintances come, you know, but I yeah. think I have my solid, like, two two work friends and I don't know if I'm making any after that I mean we'll see because I love making friends but just like those like solid like I feel like if I if you're on my wedding invite list and though that that list be getting updated every week I'm not gonna hold you <laughs> if you're on that list you're my dog like I can call you yeah friend. if not it's if not on the B list it's, it's not looking too good bro no literally that and ugh. Talk about friends that you just didn't know you made until you made them. Like, I, when I was at that Vogue event, I met so many girls. And some girl asked me if I was from the South. And I said, no, baby, I'm from the West Coast. And she said, oh, well, you just have very inviting energy. Like, I feel like you're making friends with everyone here. And I think that's well, crazy because for me, I'm just socializing and being myself. And I'm yeah. not realizing that I'm making friendships as it's happening. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. like, oh, like, you know, like we met at this one event and I, I'm just not quick to call people my friend because I feel like you're not, <laughs> it's, I'm not. Cause I feel like growing up, it was just so hard for me to make friends. Cause I was just a very shy yeah. person that I have very mm-hmm. high standards for who I consider a friend, like, like a good mm-hmm. friend. And I consider a lot of people acquaintances, but to be like, Oh, that's my friend is very hard for me. So like, mm-hmm. it's a very weird boundary that I'm like trying to fix because I'm like, I guess I am making friends, but I never want to call somebody my friend. They're like, we're not friends. Right. But you have such <laughs> a high standard for it. That's my, that's my biggest fear to be like, oh, this is my friend. She's like, we're not friends. So oh. I, yeah, I think that's where it's stemming from. Like I, yeah. I, I, can't, I need to get over that because now I'm mm-hmm. in a new city. Like I, I'm making friends, but you're making friends. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> Maybe you gotta have, just have a classification vibe. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like I need to have a talk. It's like when you're talking to somebody new, you're like, "What are we?" Right now, I'm quick to call people acquaintances. Quick. quick. Yeah. What, what if somebody swipe up talking about them? Oh, like, can't wait to get a wedding invite. You're gonna be waiting for a while, actually. Um, Girl, only 50, <laughs> only 50 people are actually invited on my side, and uh, and 50 for Lola too. So it's given, you know. Uh, Looking real slim, real, real shady, real slim, real shady. We're giving very much eight mile, and um, <sighs> you Listen. you might have to get a zoom link. Even if, you might not even get that. Slim shady mom spaghetti. Out of out of. Okay, moms. Um, how do you think you stand up for yourself in a relationship? So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably not the one to talk about this because relationship wise, one thing about me when it comes to relationship for friendships, I will go to the ends of the earth for friends and yeah. problems can happen and I'll still forgive because I feel like I just make such deep connections with my friends. It's giving like yeah. friendship soulmates. Like the pe- the friends yeah. that I have right now, I'm very, very close to and like losing them would be like, like really have an impact on A my funeral. life. And yeah. I think that friendship breakups, I've said this before, I think friendship breakups can be more intense and more hurtful and more traumatizing mm-hmm. than real breakups. Mm-hmm. So with, with relationships, I'm like, well, if he messed up, get another one. <laughs> you know, like in my entanglements, personally, yeah, personally. I just leave. 
Oh. I just leave. I don't tolerate disrespect. And the reason why I say that is because I classify disrespect in a relationship like him cheating on me, him oh, bad mouthing yeah. me to his friends, him Crazy. talking to other girls while I'm right there. Like stuff like that is just yeah. like, I don't compromise on that. Mm-hmm. Whereas a friend, it's like, okay, it might be smaller things that we can work out a little bit better. But if yeah. you're sitting here flirting with a waiter in front of me, I can't change you. I, you just got to go. Mm-hmm. That you part. know, so mm-hmm. standing up for myself in a relationship really doesn't happen because this my standing up is me choosing myself and, and leaving. I usually. see. I see. Uh, so I feel like you're probably way better to talk about this because you're actually in like a real committed relationship, and you can um, probably speak on like how to how to stand up for yourself if you even need to in a way yeah. that still preserves the re- like integrity of your relationship. I feel like Lola has done a lot of the grunt work um because my daddy issues really popped off and pop out every single time (laughs) you know like let's say for example lola agitates me just randomly but it's just like he's doing something that literally shouldn't agitate me but it just maybe i'm hungry or it's just like the uh, the wrong time of the day or something and i get irritated i shut down Mm -hmm. now we're coming on year three and I still tend to shut down. Like, like I said, on my dad's side of the family, what did I do when I came into conflict? I shut down. Yeah. And so I bring that and you bring even though a relationship might look perfect, 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 there's still work that has to be done. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we all go to therapy, da, 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 da. And so um, I think a really big, important thing is having a very communicative relationship where you guys trust each other and you know Lola kind of sat me down earlier this week and was like look that whole shutting down stuff we're coming up on year three um you gotta you gotta cut that out there's nothing and I said well what, I need to shut down so I don't say any something disrespectful I do not mm-hmm. want to discuss those I feel like you've already said stuff that like I've forgiven you for so I need you to trust me enough mm-hmm. to know that anything that comes out of your mouth I might get a little frustrated but anything that comes out of your mouth at the end of the day I love you and we'll work it out like yeah. there's nothing you can say to me worse that I haven't heard on the game on the game is crazy crazy because <laughs> you crazy. know they be talking they be, they be talking oh. they be saying the most ruthless outlandish yes flabbergasting I swear like, I'd be, be scared to like, you know, be like, hey guys. And they're like, F you and you end it. Like, whoa, hard R. Yeah. Hard R is crazy. Hard no, no. R over, over 2K is insane. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Call of Duty. They're, they're Come fake. On. They're not even real. Bro, lit. Just restart the mission. Like, I'd be so confused. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, but yeah, like. I feel like if we both respect each other, with me and Lola very much expect respect each other. Yeah. Um, we will apologize when we are wrong, and this definitely takes time because my pride is huge, huge. Mm. But honestly, apologizing and making it heartfelt and like both parties know it was very meaningful plays a huge role in our relationship. Yeah. Um, just honestly, I guess. There's not really standing up in a relationship that it's just compromise. It's really just compromise. Like I know 
sometimes I get irked at things that I really shouldn't be irking me. But Lola knows at the end of the day, he picks his battles. You need somebody in a relationship that knows how to pick their battles. And Lola is the is the battle picker. <laughs> there, you know, he's very the like chief. He's like <laughs> the chief, okay? The CEO. He's he's like, you know what? I I know when to what I can win, and there's just not not a reason for me to win this one. There, the, I'm not getting anything from it. Mm. He, I would say he's the more mature person for sure. Um, yeah, it's kind of like I'm being more mature because he's stepping up for me and kind of holding the weight. I feel like right now we're I saw the forty forty sixty, but in the beginning it wasn't that high for me. It was very given very much eighty five fifteen on a good day. Um, but yeah, I just, um, on top of that, I would say working hard on the things that the other people, other person would like changed. Like, for example, this is very, this is very niche, but Lola doesn't like onions, seeing onions in his food. Okay. Well, I'm going to make sure I cut them super, super small and blend them when I make them, when I, when I make food so that everything's good. And for me, it's, I need to change my attitude and my ability mm-hmm. to shut down after any minor agitation. Uh, and for Lola to really put his foot down, Lola, Lola's like, you know what? Faith is faith. Yeah, that's just how we're just going. We're just going to roll with the punches. That's really just how we approach this relationship. Cause she's like, that's just faith. Can't blame her, you know, but my yeah. attitude, it's really like faith. You can't be shut down. Yeah. Cause, cause that, that, that literally doesn't help either one of us. And it's just, I don't know. It's, it's that trust factor. I trust him so much that everything that man comes that comes out of that man's mouth, I know it's it's for the betterment of us, and nothing he does is to the detriment of me. Mm. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Um, my entanglement was yeah, we don't got we don't do all that. We. <laughs> <laughs> literally screaming. No, literally. That's what I'm saying. Like that's how I said, Faith. You got to take this one over. I literally wrote yeah. on our on our notes for this podcast. I said, "Faith, take the reins on this one." Because <laughs> what am I going to add to this conversation? I'm not like, no, I'm talking about talking stages. She's talking about marriage. Like, we stop quickly too. Oh quickly. my gosh. Um, but but our final our final point here, um, and this honestly fits very well for us because, as y'all know, we are corporate girlies now. Yeah, oh, standing up for yourself at work. This one's yeah. a doozy. And mm-hmm. I think I'll go ahead and kick us off. I think this yeah. one is for me, it's the easiest out of family relationships and friends. It's because there's not as much emotional value to it. The yeah. people that I would be standing up for at work aren't my, my bestest friends. They aren't my mom. They aren't my siblings. Like, it's not like that at work. Mm-hmm. I do like it because it's, or I like, I like this, scenario of standing up for yourself in a work setting because at least you have that middleman hr if they do their jobs correctly Mm. you have a middleman that can kind of help mitigate the situation versus you don't have a middleman usually if you're arguing with your best friend or whoever you're talking Mm -hmm. with um and compared to what i've dealt with in the past i think i've learned through my internships and my previous jobs how to stand up for myself and that's really having the attitude that at the end of the day that job needs you there Yeah, you know, like you may need that job too to pay your bills, but no job is worth being disrespected for ever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And 
Yeah, I'm going to just say that. And it's already happening mm-hmm. before. You guys have heard this story when I, some some episode in season one where I talked about how an old boss that I had um, basically came at me crazy and was saying, I don't think you're doing your job. Mm. Which is crazy because I was working overtime and yeah. working like late to get projects done. But since she only gave me like one project a week and didn't see everything else I was doing for everyone else on the team. Mm -hmm. She didn't even know the extent to what I was doing outside of her peripheral, basically. Um, And I literally went back. First of all, I felt disrespected because the relationship that we had was already a little tense and I knew she Mm. didn't like me. She didn't like me since day one. Mm. And would kind of look at me crazy every time I was up, I was talking to her. Um, Yeah. And from that point on, I would say if you have to stand up for yourself in the workplace, have your receipts ready to go, baby. You need to pull up timestamps. Mm-hmm. I went back and collected every single project, every single deadline, every single thing I had done, basically. I spent all night putting together a whole document of everything that I've completed within the past, like, three months. And mm. came to her the next day, and I said, um... Hi. Uh, yeah. So this is everything I've done that you haven't been seeing, but I just want to make it clear that moving forward, I will be sending you a weekly update of my tasks. I complete that we're on the same page. Yeah. Basically told her, girl, you're not about to have me effed up, but in the most mm-hmm. respectful business professional way that I could. And yeah. every single Friday, I put her on that list of people that I send a little weekly update to on what I worked on that week. It can be the most simple thing. She had me in her, first of all, this is on it was BS. She had me in her office folding shirts. <sighs> she Small. said, Denisha, this is very, very urgent. I'm coming to her office thinking I'm going to get like a, a real life <laughs> impactful project. <laughs> She's like, these shirts in the corner have just been here since our last event. And I just really need them cleared out because I'm bringing some more stuff in. I was like, girl, you for real? <laughs> you, want me to, you want me to clean your office for you? Ah. Uh easily one of the most like disrespectful things someone could have done when I'm literally getting paid to like work for real for real and do stuff yeah. that actually helps the company you want me to clean your office so I said you know what okay I got you guess what that week CC everybody that, that that whole our whole team including the person above her okay and at the top of that list of today of this week's duties it was clean her office I wow. I folded oh. chairs I put bullet points I said I folded shirts I, I put the chairs away. I also organized this. And yeah. guess what? After that, she said, um, Denisha, I don't think we need to go in that much detail this week. I said, okay. oh, but we do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to. We're going to have to. You know, yeah. so that was kind of my way of standing up for myself, still being accountable. Can't say I was a bad employee. Was mm-hmm. it a little bit petty looking back? Yes, but also I was 18. Okay. Like, yeah. Come eat some slack. But mm-hmm. I think I just really realized that the best way to stand up for yourself at work is to document everything, have a paper trail. Um, and don't do not do that unprovoked, what I did. It was just the fact yeah. that it had to be provoked because I'm literally getting asked to clean out this woman's office. You know, like it mm-hmm. had to be done. But yeah. off bat, that shouldn't be your immediate response. But still keep your own internal checklist of things you've done. And if people say something crazy to you, um, take note of when it happened, the time, the place, mm-hmm. the date. Have a paper trail. Have a paper trail for every email you send out. That way, if you do have to submit something to HR, you can show this has been a recurring pattern. And yeah, and we're black professionals. So it can feel like a lot to stand up for yourself in the workplace. Like Mm -hmm. very hard, especially when you're dealing with like micro or macro aggressions. 
Mm-hmm. And if someone's saying something to you repeatedly and you feel uncomfortable, I think that's the point where you bring it up. Because HR's mm-hmm. first question is going to be, how long has this been going on? And if you don't yeah. have no, no data or no proof on how long it's been happening, that, that whole re- report is probably down the drain. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I would say stay tuned for our Black Girls in Corporate America because we have been accumulating things that have helped us in the first, for my first three months and for Denasia's. I mean, Denasia's been in the freaking corporate world for 17 years. So, um, <laughs> I I mean, no, I, she, she, she started working straight off the loan for real. So, um, definitely be on the lookout for that episode. I'm really excited. I've honest, I've, we've been make, making sure that doc is, is lit because I wish I had that starting. Um, wish. Because I, I didn't get a mentor until I think sophomore year of college, and she's not even in my you know field. She's helpful for sure, but you you really don't know until you're until you're there. Until you're in there, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. You don't know until you know. And I would hate for you guys to have to go through an experience where I went through, where it took me sitting in that woman's office for two hours cleaning out her desk to realize mm-hmm. that I shouldn't be letting my manager, whoever is in the office disrespecting me like that. Like yeah. there's easier ways to go about it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think we really learned a lot about how to build boundaries over our, what, like four years of adulthood this far. Yeah. And I, I would say just to, just to top it all off. Um, I really, I don't think I've had to step up or stand up for uh, myself except for me quitting my job. But that was more so like a, me thing I needed I needed to get out they were they weren't offering me a competitive pay a, mm. a competitive salary and it was just like that's crazy that you guys would disrespect me after two years of working at this company in yeah. two different sectors as well yeah I do good work um but you're not giving me any good work and you're trying to manage me how you gonna manage me on zero work mm. come on now <laughs> like Be like it was I, I was definitely coasting for sure but it was just like I realized even though coasting is a really easy way to make money, um, I like to make an impact. Mm-hmm. I like Me to too. see what my work has done for the company. Yeah. Has it, has it impacted, you know, um, for the finances, the budget, the, the, the units. I, I want to see, I want to see my work. The done. fruits of my labor. Okay. Displayed for higher ups to see as well. Um, but I, I will just say this, okay? Um, if you if you are an undergrad looking for an internship or a job, I will just say Cisco is number three greatest places to work, I think, according to Times or Forbes, one of them. It is one of the best places to work, and I'm not mm. just saying that because it's my company. Um, I wouldn't just out my company just to, like, name drop. It is one of the best places to work. And yeah. if you if you want to dm me to ask like hey like why da, 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 i could definitely explain it but just take my word for it i have not had a single bad experience and it's almost my third month it it, it, it the culture i've asked every single one of the people that i've had one-on-ones with key, key thing make sure you schedule one-on-ones with everybody um and it's everybody i said I, I i always ask why have you stayed here longer than a year and every answer, without a doubt, the culture. Is the culture. Easily. Yeah. The culture. Same here. Literally it, same it's here. It's inviting. It's every, everybody. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel like my team is siloed. It's everybody helps everybody. It, it's a great culture. Um, 
So not not to, you know, hype up my company, but it's freaking amazing. Um, but we wanted to take some requests, some calls from the request line, but we didn't get any today. So for all my girlies going through the dilemma, my girlies and my baileys and my boilies, okay? Um, send them all. Send them all. Go to our link tree in our, um, on our Instagram, Top Bay Black Girls, and we have a link for anonymous, um, basically an anonymous post. We're not, we mm-hmm. don't know who it's from, and you can ask us as many questions as you like. It can literally, you can submit a why would you say that, um, if, and if you don't know what that means, I'll, we'll show you guys, we'll let we'll you guys get know to it. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get to it, you'll know. Um, but yeah, just g- give us some content. I, I, we want to hear about y'all lives. We're no, no, literally, literally yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So let's go ahead and get into our affirmation of the week. Yeah. So this week's affirmation is standing up for yourself. Doesn't make you argumentative. Hmm. Mm-hmm. If someone won't respect your boundaries, feelings and perspectives, that's on them. Not you. Mm-hmm. Write that yeah. down, girl. Write it yeah. down. And this week's Why Would You Say That? So if you're new here, Why Would You Say That is a segment we have for people that just say the most outlandish things, whether it's on per- in person, online, whether it's one of us. I mean, mm-hmm. we just say crazy stuff all the time, on and off camera. That part. So <laughs> that part. we have a couple here. Um, so if you want to kick us off, because this is insane. Yeah, I feel like mine is like a level four and yours is like a level 11. So I will go first. Um, I'm damaged. She's damaged. We her natural hair. What? Why would you say that? Because you know where you struggle. You know, my mom put this perm in my head when I was seven. When I was seven. And it's still, and you know, it still is affecting me to this day. <laughs> you see these curls? You it's know, I got different curl patterns. You know, I got On different curl every patterns. Every single section of my head. Be for real. That Come little on, box with the girl on it, and you swore your hair is going to turn out like that? Just like that, with the bobbles. Just like that. Have you been seeing all those girls come forward? Like, yes. I was the girl on this box. Yes. All the girls and on the relaxer boxes. And they're all and their hair is down their back. So who's yeah. lying? Because <laughs> <laughs> we blame it. We blame it all of our uh, shortcomings on the perm, on the perm box. The perm girl the- herself is, is waistline. <laughs> so what does that mean for the rest of us? <laughs> I don't know who to slap. Whole time, I, I don't know who to slap. I don't know. I don't know who to slap. Okay? Whole time, I never even had a perm. <laughs> I had a one relaxer. That's it. Never had a perm. <laughs> really? Um, no. But I made up for it in heat damage. That's for sure. Okay. Okay. A little. A little. <laughs> a little. <laughs> I I look even be feeling bad when I blow dry my hair. Not gonna hold you, but I I love my my new my current natural girly thing right now is a perm rod sets, and I love it. So I don't look cute. Yeah. No, listen, I, that's the problem. Once I get a flat iron in my head, once I get mm. a silk press, fry yeah. dyed and laid to the side. I will do whatever it takes to keep that leave out, left out. <sighs> Bro, have you problem. been seeing, have you been seeing those tweets? Another one would you say that. I, I'll, I'll try to find it. It's like, when I say leave me out of this, I mean. This, this is what I mean. Like, and the leave oh. out is like, real hair it's is like, given 4C with Brazilian ends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you couldn't even put your self seriously when you said that. Because <laughs> the rest of the hair is giving a raw virgin Indian Remy, mm. and then edges. Yeah, and then edges I saw that. that. I saw that. It'd be like that though, especially if you in a place with humidity. That's why silk press season is October through, I'd say maybe February, if that. Mm-hmm. 
If the second that humidity comes in, I'm not putting no silk price in my head. For what? Yeah, there's no way. Living in North Carolina, living in the South, getting a silk price is crazy. Mm -mm. Insane. Mm. But um, what about your mom? (laughs) My, why would you say that? So on Twitter, there was this girl. Okay, and... Let me just trigger say, warning. Is, trigger warning. This is just saying we're not condoning this behavior. It was just literally had me had my jaw on the floor for a good two Quick, minutes. Yeah, like, I, I just had to share it with y'all. So this girl <laughs> was like, I was a part of a suicide prevention support group when the year began. And yesterday we lost another member. There was 18 of us. And now there's only five remaining. Someone quoted it and said, damn, y'all suck. <laughs> When did Mesa send me this? I literally just closed out of that. I'm not doing this today. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not, sorry. I'm they should have never given me sound effects. Bro, when we figured out those sound effects, bro, just know there's going to be sound effects. There's going to be sound effects now. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my God. I goodness. was just like, why would, why would you say that? Like, that is the most outlandish thing. And then someone else replied underneath it and would say, y'all ain't preventing a damn thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone else replied and said, is this the last man standing? You know, no, why? That, that is our worst. Why would you say that yet? That's going in the, the Hall of Fame. Hey, Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. I don't... Bro, this is insane, bro. Insane. I was just literally reading the comments just like in awe, like jaw on the floor. Because the first thought when I saw her post, I was like, damn, that's, that's yeah. rough. That's rough. Yeah. But then that's I saw rough. the quotes and I said, y'all ain't even going to say all that. You really didn't have to. You- and didn't mental health suicide prevention month just end? Just like what? they couldn't even have waited a couple days? Bro, everybody you guys are- is waiting. Raw, raw about mental health until somebody makes a joke and it's like this is literally the funniest thing. But I what, think the why dark would you say that? It's dark humor, yeah. It's the dark humor of our generation. It is. It is because I'm just like, bro, insane, insane. So that, that was my I, why would you say that? Because I, I, I feel like we're all going through life, and you know, we just, I, just a little g- giggle. The, between those and so no, I'm not even gonna say the Jeffrey Dahmer one that I saw because it was just so bad. Like I don't even, mm. I don't want to read it off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send it mm. to you privately. Okay. I was just like, why would you say that? Why would you say that? <laughs> and then there was one that was like, uh, oh, my grandma lies so much. She talked about she used to babysit Jeffrey. <laughs> No, you didn't, Grandma. No, you didn't. <laughs> Whoa, Jeffrey calling that man Jeffrey is crazy. Oh, I used to babysit Jeffrey. <laughs> Why is that something to brag baby about? Jeff? Baby Jeff is crazy. Why is that something to brag about? No, but there was another one that was just so like worse, worse than the suicide prevention one. About Jeffrey Dahmer, but, yes. But also, girl, you didn't have to. You should have just kept the envy. If you really want to do that, put in your close friend. Make a fence to post that. Like, Literally, you, Twitter you, has a close friend. She wanted the world yes. to see it. 
she she honestly she was asking for somebody to make fun of her in her group. Ah, uh, yeah. She insane. said, "Here you go." And Twitter is literally Twitter and TikTok depends are one of the worst places to give bad news because somebody's gonna make fun of it. Yes. No, literally, someone is gonna make fun of it. Yeah. Oh my Ooh. god. No, I'm just going through my bookmark tweets like right now. Like someone said, Neo, the type of ball that just pisses me off. Not oh, even I a cool, not even a cool kind of ball. He's just a malicious, villainous kind of ball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do Neo, a poll. What do you say that's me for? <laughs> what? <laughs> I've no, never heard he, nobody talk bad about is, Neo. Really? I've never heard Mom. anyone bad about Neo. Moms, he literally you know what? Let me let oh, me not wait. lie. I'm looking you at the pictures. Well, basically, like he didn't want to. He basically made his wife have a vasectomy. It's not. I think the. I don't know what the woman one is, but like had a vasectomy for women, and then because he didn't want any kids, and then remarried and had kids with the new wife. Oh, that's sick. Had her two times. Yes. Wow, mom. and that's not reversible. I don't think. I don't think so. If it is, it felt like it was very painful. And, may, and it may, honestly, <laughs> yeah. have you untied it? Oh. That's insane. That's like double knotting your shoe with glue. Oh! Sick. Another example <laughs> as to why. Okay, but in that case, Neo is a villain. You know, his little bald <laughs> self mega mind. I'm not playing with him. I wish he had a list. boo. Do we have a boo, a boo effect on here? I don't think we do. Oh no! Oh no! We don't want that. I take it back. We take, take it, it back. back. We take it back. <laughs> um, but mom, let's we're we're about to introduce something big. If you're already on Instagram, you know. But let's introduce something big. We have a big announcement. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's so, be for real. Let's be for real. No, we have a big real. announcement. So, if you're not on our Instagram, um. You haven't seen, but basically every other week we will be choosing a type of black girl of the week. We t- we said it um last week on last week's podcast. So basically, you don't have to be type A, and you also don't have to be a black girl. Um, we've already started curating our list for like the next basically five six weeks. So basically, it's just like interact with us, follow us on type A black girls, and just be like a type of black girl, even if you're literally a type A black boy or a type B white boy. Just yeah, we don't inter- care. Interact with us heart heart something swipe up comment you know we just want some interaction and i feel like this is good recognition and it kind of be, creates a community and mm-hmm. it'll make sure that we post on our off week um because sometimes life be life in but if we know yeah. we have a like a responsibility we're going to make sure we have that type a black girl of the week and that's very um not subjective not broad like just know you don't have to be a type a black girl just like you yeah can be a type a type a black they yeah, we do not discriminate. We do not care. Yeah. If you support yeah. us, we love you. It's that simple. Yeah. So, yeah. No, absolutely. And we already have our first one up on the page. So go take a look. And remember, mm-hmm. that could be you next week. And okay. while you're at it, weeks. go ahead and... Or two weeks. And yeah. while you're at it, go ahead and submit a good old-fashioned request to the request line. So we can yeah. help you with your, with your problems. You might not even have any. You can make one up. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't know the mm-hmm. difference. That's but we just want to talk to y'all. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and quickly, basically, we're going to do a whole post on you. Basically, how did you find us? What's your rosebud and thorn of the week? And mm-hmm. if you're type A, and just this, this random questions that we want to ask you. 
Just so other people can get to know you too. It's like building a tightly black girl family for us. Mm -hmm. So get to know y'all siblings. Mm -hmm. Screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. Anyway, (laughs) I did not like that. But (laughs) all right, y'all. We love y'all. We will see you guys later. Enjoyed this episode and see ya. Yeah. See you next week. Bye. Thank you.